Belhazar, the son of Nebuchadnezzar, continued from where his father stopped, like father, like son. Like son, like father. And then he organized a feast and decided to use the vessels that his father, you know, uh, vandalized in Jerusalem, his golden vessels, to drink with them and marry with his concubines and wives and all that were invited for the feast. And a hand began to write. How did Daniel understand that language? What language was that that he wrote that the man could not read it? Nobody could read it, only Daniel. Are you aware that they have a language of the spirit? cannot go to Igbo land and operate with them unless you understand their language. Go to the north. You cannot fellowship with them effectively without knowing their language. Likewise, there are different tribes. It even gets tougher when they begin to speak idioms and speak proverbs. Then you now know how confused you are. But as long as you cannot decode, you can do nothing. There is power in communication. There is power in language. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, whoever has ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. So the language of the Spirit is not just the other language. Jesus said, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And they hear my voice. Have you heard this voice before? <laughs> Have you heard this voice before? What language was it speaking to you? <laughs> language of the spirit. So you have learned the language of the spirit. Hmm? Okay, don't worry. One day I will speak it for you here. <laughs> and I will see who will understand. Hmm? When you begin to come close to the Holy Spirit, it will teach you the codes of the spirit. So Daniel knows that language. And so the king knew that there was trouble. And look at the way he described Daniel. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Eh? Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah. He's an exile of Judah. Whom the king, my father, brought from Judah. I have heard of you that the spirit of the holy gods is in you. What a credential. What a credential. In a land that is highly demonized. On exile. But his profile was something else. And that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. When I read this many years ago, I said, Lord, no. This is not meant for Daniel alone. All of us must possess this same thing. Yes. We've got to press him. 
Daniel did not just sit down and allow those things to happen. He sought them. He pursued them. He engaged the principles thereof. And they began to work in him. I've heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. Now, if you can read the right thing and make known to me its interpretation, I will give you gold. And they answered before the king, let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards and order. Nevertheless, I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. Mm. Then from his presence, the hand was sent and this writing was inscribed. And this is the writing that was inscribed. Mene, mene, teke, masin. Mene, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and has brought it to an end. Bam. Enough is enough. You've been doing things and God has been tolerating it. But this one he did. Has exa- you have exhausted the grace available. Do you know you can, the way you live your life, you exhaust grace. The way you live your life, you exhaust the moments of grace in your life. You wasted all the grace given to you. Because we are following your own agenda and not God's, God's own agenda. And that's why one needs to discover his purpose. So you can engage the grace given to you for your purpose. Take care. You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Oh, so there's a balance. Well, men are weighed. Anna prayed that prayer today in the Bible. If you listen carefully. You say, God, you are the God who weighs men's deeds. They know it. If you are weighed now, what will be your weight in the spirit? People of God, if you are weighed now, what will be your weight in the spirit? What substance are you carrying? What treasure are you carrying? This man was weighed and said he was found wanting. I said, God, I will not be found wanting. I will live for you. I will contain and carry the substance you have given. He has given us the substance that we must carry. We must treasure it. The Bible says we carry this treasure in any vessel. You must have weight in the spirit. You must have weight in the spirit. And when the devil comes into your life, the first thing he wants to do is to find whether you have anything that has weight inside of you. And his plan is to make sure he destabilizes it. Look at what God told the the devil. Have you considered my servant Job? Because the devil goes around considering men. When he comes, he weighs you. And when he weighs and sees substance in you, he begins to attack you to make sure he destabilizes that, that weight inside of you. Parents, your kingdom is divided and given to the maidens and the patients. What substance are you carrying? Every day, God still weighs men everywhere. Both the good, the bad. He's weighing everybody. Because everybody has been given something to do. And your weight is determined by the way you cooperate with God to bring about his purpose. Not your purpose. The Bible says it's not given to man to order his steps. 
and Anna prayed today in the breviary. She said, you order the steps of your sins, but the wicked will be doomed. As we are living our lives, the people of God, we must discover what part am I playing in God's kingdom? What portfolio has been given to me? What part am I playing now? Because it is being a functionary of the kingdom and playing the part that God has given to you that gives you weight in God's presence. You may have measured so much on this side of life, but what on the side of God? Very important. And we must listen to Jesus as he comes every day. He comes to your heart. You receive the Holy Communion. I keep asking the question. I've asked myself that question severally, and I've done things to myself to help myself be awakened in that reality. When you receive him and go with him home, what do you do with him? Amen? Amen. What do you do with him? <laughs> it's a very big question. Every day he's investing in you. You come and, blood of Christ, you collect. You take him home. What are you doing with him? What have you achieved with him? In what have you partnered with him? Have you listened to him? Is he read to you? You know, we Catholics are very, very good at devotions and showing, you know, uh, secretness. Eh? Blessed sacrament, we kneel, we do all kinds of things. But that is not the main issue. The main issue is when you collect him, when you receive him, and you walk out to the church and go about your daily task, what is going on? What is going on inside? That's where God is looking at. And the devil will do everything to make sure you don't fellowship with him. He will distract you. He will confuse you. He will clamp down on you. Because he knows that that's the greatest investment of God inside of you. If you don't discover it, it is a very pathetic situation. Do something to yourself. Quicken yourself. Blow yourself. Paul said, I fast and hit, beat my body. Less on that day, I'm counted out. If Paul himself was thinking that way, how much more? We. But one thing I have vowed in my life, I can't stay two hours, one hour, without having the consciousness of the Eucharist. I've trained myself in that path. I'm very conscious of him all the time. I remind myself. Are you aware you are carrying Jesus? Are you aware he's inside your life? Are you aware he's inside the boat? Have you greeted him? Have you asked him questions? When I, met, when I come, you know, when I come you know, before challenge, what do I do? Do I just think, ah, I'm alone? No, I say, he's there. So I begin to ask questions. Jesus, what am I to do? I listen to him. I listen to him. That's how to fellowship with him throughout the course of the day. And at the end of the day, before you go to bed, you say, Lord, thus far, so good. It was you all the way. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm going to bed now. May you bless me. And if you close your eyes, you will see him stretch forth his hand as a priest again, and he will bless you. And the Bible says, and sleep will come at once. You will sleep and rest in the spirit. May when the time come, when God will weigh us, May the weight of Jesus be in our hearts through Christ our Lord.